Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. We're recording. We're recording. Oh, here we are. Uh, this isn't Tuesday. Back again. All right. Well, welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, Polyam Fam. I'm Monsida. And I'm Bella. And we are in the middle of a situation, a global situation, where people are encouraged to work from home and go to their homes and entertainment venues are getting canceled and there's no dine-in eating because a pandemic has swept our planet Earth and it is affecting all sorts of countries, all sorts of places, and... There's a lot of doom and gloom going on there because is. of the fear and justifiable fear. I mean, this is a serious thing. It's affecting every aspect of all cultures that we're seeing. And it's a scary time for a lot of people. It is. I would say it's even just affecting life on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the canals in Venice, did you see this? Yeah, the waters have cleared up because people are outside. The waters have cleared up, and there were dolphins in the canals. Oh, nice. That's where they're at. We understand that this affects us in every aspect of our life. One of the important aspects of almost everybody's life is our relationship. Right. And with polyamorous people, there are more ripples of effect happening in a heart. Yeah, there's multiple relationships between romantic relationships and, of course, you've got your friendships and your family relationships and all that, but the community. our specific group has multiple romantic relationships. Right, and, and we're a community that's used to coming together and spending time together. All of this is upended. So before we get super involved here, for anyone that may not be aware of what's going on, Bella, do you have some information or some details for us? I do. A little bit here. The coronavirus disease or the, I don't know if you say it, COVID or COVID-19 is an infectious disease caused by a new virus. The disease causes respiratory illness like the flu with symptoms such as cough and fever and in severe cases, difficulty breathing. You can protect yourself by washing your hands frequently, avoid touching your face, avoid close contact with people who are unwell. Really, they say uh, one meter or three feet. Now they're up to like two meters or six feet with people who are unwell. The way that it spreads, it spreads primarily through contact with an infected person when they cough or sneeze. However, it can also spread when a person touches a surface or object that has the virus on it, then touches their eyes, nose, or mouth. There's some speculation now that it also may be airborne, more airborne than originally thought. Okay. So just, you know, take this with a grain of salt. We are not doctors. We are not professionals in any sort of way. We're not giving you medical advice. We're simply letting you know what the CDC and the World Health Organization is telling us so that way you're getting a little bit of information for your regularly tuned in podcast. Right. As far as a virus goes, we're not trying to tell you something new. We're not trying to have breaking news on it. We're just trying to keep everyone on the same page so our discussion is 
easier to be had through understanding. Yeah, I, we know that people are home from work and school, so all they're doing all day long is sitting around posting and resharing information on Facebook. So a lot of people have stepped back a little bit from social media. And if you're tuning into this today, we don't want to bring you down that rabbit hole of all the negativity. We actually want to bring some positivity and light your way, but we do need to give you a little bit of backstory just in case you've been living in a bunker and you're not aware of what's going on. Right, and if you're living in a bunker now, then you're already ready. <laughs> you're good. Remember that movie Blast from the Past? I bring it up all the time. Yeah, I really love movie. that movie. Yeah, so speaking of bunkers, a lot of culture were being told to kind of self-quarantine. Do you have anything about that? Yep, quarantine as a noun. It's a state, period, or place of isolation in which people or animals that have maybe been exposed to infectious or contagious diseases are placed. And as a verb, it means to impose isolation on a person, animal, or place, or to put in quarantine. And the reason for that is so that we aren't out shaking hands and touching and exposing ourselves further to something that is detrimental to human beings. Right. They're saying flatten the curve, you know, let's stop the spread. So now that we kind of mentioned what coronavirus is, how does it affect our poly life? I mean, good or bad, it still affects people depending on who's involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, dating is kind of paused or at least limited to only messaging and videos and calls. You can't really meet someone new in person right now. Or if you do, you're really putting them and yourself in danger. It is not recommended. Not recommended. Right. Nesting partners are spending way more time together. Yeah, we are. <laughs> could be good, could be bad. So good. <laughs> Non-nesting partners, they don't get that physical touch need met. I mean, whether your love language, primary language is touch or not, everybody needs some touch. So right. that's that's pretty rough on non-nesting partners right now. Well, and even if it's not touch, it's personal time. Mm -hmm. It's face-to-face. -face. It's being able to gaze longingly into each other's eyes right. or Feel playing the energy. Monopoly. Yeah. And then our solo poly friends living alone may feel a bit more lonely than usual, you know? Right. Yeah. It's it's an added depressive state. They're, they don't have someone to play Monopoly with or whatnot like we do when we have a nesting partner. I mean, they do, but we'll get into that later. Yes. Initially, it doesn't seem that that's the case. Right. We've got some fixes for everybody's problems. <laughs> I really want to indulge in some science not-so-fiction. So gather around, lovelies, and I'll tell you about high seas. Oh, it's story time. It is. Okay. High Seas is the Hawaii Space Exploration Analog and Simulation Program. This is a habitat on an isolated Mars-like site on the Mauna Loa side of the saddle area on the big island of Hawaii at approximately 8,200 feet above sea level. Hmm. It has a habitable volume of 13,000 cubic feet, a usable floor space of 1,200 square feet, and small sleeping quarters for a crew of six, as well as a kitchen, laboratory, bathroom, simulated airlock, and quote-unquote dirty work area. So is that kind of like Biodome? Yeah, sadly. Kind of like, but that's bit. what I'm picturing as you tell me about this. There's another isolated like Biodome mm -hmm. down in the southwest. Okay. But I really want to talk about this one this because one. it's kind of cool. Okay. 
The purpose of the high seas facility is to simulate life on Mars, at least geologically and environmentally. How it works is six qualified individuals come to this facility to train as astronauts for a life on Mars. All right. Each mission is an eight-month stint in which this half-dozen member crew lives in a close quarters with one another, works together, eats together, basically is with each other for the entirety of that eight months. Well, fun. As of 2017-2018, there have been five different missions with six crew members per mission. This is one of the most isolating environments out there on planet Earth. Whoa. These team members don't have the opportunity to get out to the bar or the library. They don't get to have friends over. They don't get to order Grubhub, talk to the Amazon delivery driver, or even wave to a neighbor from across the yard. They are effectively on lockdown. We may not be experiencing that much social distancing, so we have an advantage over these experts. But what they do have, which most of us don't, is specialized training for dealing with a small, close working team in an extremely isolated environment. Each member is put through a program called Smart Op, which stands for Stress Management and Resilience Training for Optimal Performance. Well, sounds like we could use some of that. It's a good thing you mentioned that. I'll breeze over Smart Op in a minute, but I want to put our Polyam fam's feet back into our own reality. With the presence of the coronavirus, our world is pulling together to try to prevent the spread of this thing. This means more quality time with your nesting partner or partners. Much more. <laughs> possibly enough time to cause stress or damage to a relationship. <laughs> I felt the glare. <laughs> <laughs> Many people are used to their routines of working or extracurricular activities or just getting out to offer or seek space. Like I mentioned a minute ago, most of us aren't trained to handle that much dedicated time to spend with a person. And while you may love a person dearly, cabin fever is absolutely a thing. A thing which puts a ton of pressure on any relationship. So back to SMART. The program's a cognitive behavioral therapy-based program Purpose to teach or enhance self-care practices that help buffer daily stress, making participants less emotionally and physically vulnerable to it. That actually sounds really great. Like, all of us should have that training. Agreed. <laughs> well, we can't cover it here today because it's a two-month course and is more detailed than a single podcast could cover. Plus, the fact the SmartOp program used for high seas is a computer learning course. We've chosen to work from the SMARTS to help all of our listeners by using some of its methods and a few of our own to improve our collective skills at high stress, close quarters, time and person management, so we can all get through this and any other potentially similar situation in the future. Hell, after we're done here, we might even have some great skills we could utilize in all aspects of our life. Right? With all of that backstory, I... Okay, so like, I really dig this whole high seas thing yeah and if they took rock bottom guys i'd be there in an instance <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I, love, they, <laughs> I love my rock bottom guy i hope so they actually have a, a call out or they're accepting applications for the next mission you don't have to be like a mars expert i think you have to be qualified oh. to do something worth a damn in space oh you're like i'm a geologist i like rocks <laughs> i don't think that would work <laughs> 
That would be fun, though. I could be a relationship expert and then try to get everyone up there to hook up. And or study them. Study their behavior. Study their behavior. That'd That's be good. a good idea. So, anyway, sidetrack. <laughs> First thing we should do is talk about spending time together. Oh. Yeah. In 2017, engineer Ansley Bernard spent eight months in that high seas station. During that time, she learned several lessons applicable to anyone living well with roommates, extra partners, in close quarters with somebody. All right. Bernard says, talking about a potential conflict early on prevents things from getting worse. Our strategies and the habitat were to be open about our feelings and avoid blame. It can help to carve out private places in the same home so that you can decompress alone if you need to. Bernard and her team ate dinner together every evening, using the time to set aside any issues and work on the relationships with each other. She says, I think having a positive attitude and looking at your situation as a temporary opportunity instead of a setback can help me keep you moving forward. I totally get that. Like, I see this as our opportunity to get things done around the house or get some sunshine in and yard work that we love doing and work on our gnome and fairy village and work on the podcast. Like I totally see this as this temporary opportunity to get ahead on some things. Absolutely. And if we can keep that kind of a positive forward looking mindset going into all of this quarantine times mm -hmm. and, and the social distancing times, I think that it would be a lot of benefit here. And, and a lot of us could come out on the other end, feeling better about the bad situation that we found ourselves in as a planet. Right. And I know a lot of parents are getting overwhelmed with the kids home from school, but as a non-parent, I imagine it's got to be really good quality bonding time, too. I know that it's exhausting, but all the fun activities and memories and board games and card games and... There's a ton of things being shared on Facebook right now of activities you can do with the kids. Uh -huh. I'm sure once we get through all of this and a year from now we're looking back, those are going to be some really good memories. Yeah, definitely. So we're in the early stages of this whole social distancing thing. Perhaps learning from Bernard's example would benefit in the days and weeks to come. Develop a plan is really where we're going to start here. Mm -hmm. You want to develop a plan. This is when it's good to build a method for communication, talking and listening, so issues can be resolved early, before they become arguments. This way, spending time together doesn't end up with maybe so many negative feelings. And I know that in polyamory, we're all designed to talk, 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 talk. Listen, 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 listen. But this is a very special circumstance where in, in some of those times previous to the coronavirus situation, a lot of the advice given would be talk it out, do what you can, and if you need a moment, separate for a while. Right. Not like separate, separate, but like take a moment away from your partner to decompress or process or mm -hmm. what have you. And it's going to be a little tougher to do that now. Right. You know, I can't just turn it off and go to a movie or whatever. Right. So there's got to be some form of stress management in your relationship that can help mitigate some of these feelings while you're, you know, 
stuck in the same house together. And I'll tell you mine right off the bat. Oh, what? If we were to get into an argument and I need to step away, and sure, I mean, you have... Our housing situation's a little bit different from everybody because we set it up that way on purpose. We've got... You've got a bedroom. I've got my own bedroom, so we could always go to our own rooms. There's the podcasting office, and then there's two living rooms and the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So sure, like, I could go to my bedroom if you're in the living room, or we could each go to our own bedrooms. But my number one thing, if we're in the middle of something and I need to decompress and kind of take care of some stress, manage it, so to speak, mm -hmm. is going to be to take a bath. Yeah. And we can also talk about some more examples of getting your personal space a little mm -hmm. later in the Definitely. episode. But that's a great one. That's really good. Stepping, stepping to my bath with a good playlist to get away from an argument or disagreement is a really great option. Yeah. So the amount of time together matters. But it's also how that time is used. Not just in argument prevention, but also for quality of happiness. For joint activities to be beneficial, they have to meet a few criteria, in my opinion. Yeah. First, they would have to lead partners to interact with each other in a positive way. Okay. Even simple chores, mowing the lawn, doing yard work together. We did our, we went outside mm -hmm. and put our little gnomes back up that fell over in the windstorm. <laughs> we did. So we did gnome gardening. <laughs> These things can add to a relationship if partners are engaged with each other while doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Or engaged in the activity while doing it. Secondly, joint activities should be enjoyable to both partners. Most couples or throuples or quads have at least one or two similar interests. So try to find the ones that everyone can do together and everyone would enjoy together. Right. If if you're struggling in your relationship configuration to find that one thing to fit them all, then maybe find a way to compromise, you know, take turns participating in each other's activities. Learn something new from a partner. Does that mean I can show you how to crochet? Yeah. Yes. I can show you how to cross stitch. Okay. But I won't. Aww. I haven't done it in... 25 years. Let's okay, all the retail stores are going to be closed any minute and we won't be able to go get cross-stitch stuff. Anyway, that's a weird tangent. <laughs> You're welcome. In addition to various needlework, <laughs> most of us have a board game cabinet. Now's the time to dig through that and see what you can pull out. Try grabbing one of those games that you haven't played in ages. Do that puzzle you never got around to. You know, I think cleaning the garage is like a good puzzle too, but that's like the organization in me. Like I want, I totally want to play the board game too, but I think it's a great time to get down with some spring cleaning activities. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean like... And do them together. It's you know, bonding. our self-care episode where we're talking about how self-care isn't always the fun floofy stuff. Right. It's not always bath bombs and frappuccinos. Oh, like, I don't have that episode number looked up. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's, it's also taking care of the things that need taken care of. So in a time like this, this is your home. This is your environment. Work together to do some of the things around your environment that has been getting neglected because of our super busy lifestyles and improve your environment to help improve your relationship. Absolutely. Like I'm looking at a window in our office right now and I'm like, man, that window is kind of filthy. I should clean that. And usually I'd be like, I just don't have time. Yeah. But right now I got time. 
and say you got that stuff done or it's not high on your priority list. Maybe video games are more your speed. Yes. Pull out a multiplayer classic like jump on World of Warcraft or dig out that old Nintendo 64 <laughs> and play some GoldenEye. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Can I play Minecraft? Yeah, and I'll go in the other room and play something good. <laughs> of course, no matter how much we love spending time with partners or family or friends, personal space is still incredibly important to maintain our mental and emotional health. So let's take a moment to talk about how to effectively find space in a time where we can't just go out to eat, hit a movie, or see a concert, or do something interesting. Alright, so I mean that's, that's kind of a difficult concept for maybe people who are in an apartment and they've got really small space. We're pretty lucky with the amount of space we've got in our home. But, I mean, ultimately, how do you get your own space when you're in close quarters with partners and roommates and people that you nest with? I mean, one tip would be that maybe a partner, one person spends time outside working on the yard or cleaning the outside of the windows while you clean the inside and your hands touch over the window. <laughs> We're supposed to be spending time apart right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally just daydreamed right there. Yeah, you did. That's how we can clean the windows together. The windows. The windows. That's cute. <laughs> It just came out, I don't know. Yeah, it will. <laughs> but yeah, one person can be outside spending time while one person's inside either, you know, working on their own chores or doing a hobby that they enjoy. Right. Maybe use different rooms in the house for different activities and hobbies. Like, I've got all my yarn and crochet stuff out in one living room, but I know you've got a ton of stuff in here in the office that you like to do and work on. Oh, yeah. Totally separate rooms, opposite ends of the house. I could see this being like a game you know, what is it, musical chairs, except for activity stations. Like in kindergarten where yeah. there's different activity stations and you just go around like at this table, we're going to cut out numbers and letters. Yeah. And, and over here, we're going to make snowmen on popsicle sticks. <laughs> this is the crochet room. This is the video game room. This is the gaming room. Yeah. And then like every hour there's an alarm and then you get up and you walk to the other station. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be down. I'd do it. I think that'd be great. <laughs> and then the last tip I have is to schedule some alone time into your daily routine. Even if it's just time for meditation or taking a nap. If I want to close the door to my room and just lay on my bed and stare at the ceiling, you can just schedule that in when you're trying to keep to a schedule in your off time. Right. And we're going to talk about getting into a schedule and routines and habits and stuff in a little bit. Yeah. But schedule that alone time so you make sure you take care of yourself. Well, and right now we're not mandated, at least in Washington State of the United States. Right. We're not mandated to stay in our homes. Right. So if you want to go for a walk, I've been thinking, because the weather's gotten nice... I've been thinking about taking my motorcycle out and going for rides. Definitely. And that's a great way to spend personal time, be on your own, and decompress. Yep. So, I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about being solo poly in this time, or just not being partnered, or even if you're in a long-distance relationship with somebody. Yeah, those have got to be some super hard times. And for the people who are like relationship anarchists that don't nest with somebody or don't frequently see somebody or you're saying the solo polyamorous mm -hmm. people if you have a long distance partner that you see on a regular basis and now traveling is 
being discouraged or even suspended in some ways. Right, like they might be solo poly, doesn't mean that they are on their own all the time. They still love and want to see their partners. Yeah. And in this case, a lot of the time, like what if one of their partners has an, an immune compromised system? They right. can't. So if, you know, maybe a solo poly person has a partner with a, an immune compromised system, they can't see that partner. You know, they can't put them at risk. Right. So now they're missing their touch too. Well, and that could even be the case for nesting partners who also has a compromised immune system and can't be around a lot of bacteria and germs. They are going to have to isolate and you're going to have to find that isolation space even in just one household. Yeah. But, I mean, we're not talking about nesters. We're talking about solos. Yeah, I mean, even with a nesting partner, like, I can imagine, you know, how lonely it gets because, man, I just got to look at your face every day. <laughs> right. But imagine if there was nobody else. It's just got to be so hard. Yeah. And, I mean, before the coronavirus hit us as humans... In some of the long-distance relationships I've had in the past, there was even, at that time when all was good, there was still that longing or that yearning, oh, I really wish I could be with you right now, or I wish we could see each other. And and now we are going to have a hard time doing that in the way that the world is. Yeah. And so a lot of solo poly people who may have had four or five different partners that they would float around between mm -hmm. there's no floating right and and then that's just got to be it's got to be tough it's gonna feel very isolating and i guess where i was going with the long distance partners thing is that even in that time occasionally one partner or the other would not feel like they were getting enough attention or they weren't getting enough of their needs met. And now that's going to be multiplied. Right. You know? Yep. And so if you are in one of those positions where you're feeling super depressed, your anxiety is through the roof, you're just really struggling in these times, please make sure you reach out to a mental health professional. I know a lot of them are doing phone appointments right now. There's even online services you can sign up with. I know two of them by name. There's Talkspace and BetterHelp. We'll link to them in the show notes as well. But if you wanted to do an online conversation with like chatting, like an instant message kind of a situation, those are great resources for you as well. Right. And then always be mindful of being able to reach out to your partners if you're solo poly. Try to find that space and time. We'll talk about that in a second. Do you have friends that you can also reach out to? If you have a solo partner or a long distance partner and you are in a nesting situation, remember that that person's going to need a little bit of extra comfort and support through this time also. So make sure that your solo partners or your long distance partners you are reaching out to and, and, and this probably doesn't have to be said just give them a little bit extra attention yeah yeah, yeah. we all want to get through this and we all want to get through this healthier and happier than we were going into it and the more that we can share the love and spread the love it's better than spreading the other thing oh no so 
Alright, so let's talk about some ways to combat the feelings of isolation during social distancing. What do you got? Well, one of the things that I've seen people are doing already is using video chats or video calls, some Snapchat or, you know, whatever gives you that face-to-face -face connection, even if it's over a screen. And, I like them because they have silly filters. And Bella likes the silly filters. <laughs> I do. Actually, my grandkids do too when we video chat. That's half of the conversation most of the time is checking all the different filters and watching the kids laugh. It works for me. Yeah, I know it does. Another thing I want to try, and I know we've talked about it, is doing some interactive friend or partner hangouts on stuff like different video conferencing apps like Zoom. I know that even my Weight Watchers group is doing their meetings right now virtually on Zoom. Right. And I know some um, personal development coaches that use it. And basically it's a screen and you can watch each other and chat and do this whole thing. And then there's a sidebar with everyone else on video as well. So like you can do a dance party together and you can see everyone else dancing together just to bring a little joy. Oh, you could reenact the Brady Bunch intro. Oh, you could totally do the Brady Bunch intro. Oh, we should, we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that reminds me of stuff like the Facebook watch party where you get everyone linked up and you watch a movie together and you chat about it. Mm-hmm. That's just like Netflix now has a Google Chrome extension that you can add called Netflix Party. And that allows, I think you can get a group of 10 people linked up together. And basically, I, I don't think you can do it over your TV just on a web browser because it's a Google Chrome extension. Right. You play whatever you're going to play and then the little N in the corner of Chrome lights up and you push it and it sends you a link that you can send to your other people to connect in. And there's a little cool. chat going next to the Netflix movie. Oh, cool. And then, just like what we did on St. Patrick's yes, Day, this was good. Dropkick Murphys has played St. Patty's Day for 20-some years, and this almost caused them to not play and because of the quarantine. They right, couldn't the get an canceled. audience together. So they did a very innovative thing, and they did a live stream of their entire concert, and they did it for free Yeah. so that even if they were playing to what looked like to them an empty room there were hundreds of thousands of people watching we were some of yeah them. we were partying out and to their could, concert you could watch concerts together there's a lot of musicians out there that are doing this sort of thing through the coronavirus incident yeah. so that the music still gets out and people still can feel those good feelings well and honestly i think these musicians are bored at home too i bet like like i just saw one that willie nelson's gonna put out one too oh really yeah huh. like I think people are bored and they want to give back and they want to make other people happy. Yeah. So another thing that I'm going to work on really hard is getting outside to get my exercise and body movement in. I want to get my heart rate going, release those happy endorphins, but I want to make sure I'm doing it outside to soak up a little bit of that sunshine and vitamin mm -hmm. D, make myself happy. Yeah. And then keep to a routine and a schedule even through this. I know... Like, I've got friends who've lost their jobs. I've got friends who are temporarily laid off. I'm currently on a shortened work schedule. You're on a shortened work schedule. Yeah. So even our workplace is being affected. And like I said earlier about habits, your work habit has changed. Mm -hmm. But if you maintain your routine, you still get up in the morning, you still take your shower, you still eat your breakfast. You know, even pack your lunch. 
and then just put it in the fridge and then go about your day do your thing go get your lunch when it's lunch time yep keep your routine so that you don't become like environmentally stagnant well i know on my end it's really helpful for me to just make sure i'm getting good sleep make sure i'm getting in all my water that I'm still eating healthy and I'm getting out of my pajamas. Yeah. You know, if I'm, even if it's, if I do my routine and I get up at the same time and I eat breakfast, but I'm not showering and I'm not changing and I'm just going to order pizza for lunch, breakfast and dinner. Like I'm just going to stay inside where it's dark and I'm going to binge watch Grey's Anatomy all day. That's not going to be good for anyone. Get your routine up. Like you were saying, create some new habits. And for me, it's adding all those extras, the sleep, the water, the food, the clothes. And then eating healthy and, you know, showering, these things are still very important because if you are not cleaning on a regular, mm -hmm. then you are becoming a potential hotbed for bacteria and viruses. And we want to eliminate some of that. You know, that's why we have our hand sanitizer and our Clorox and our, our soap. Yep. You know, like... Wash your hands. We're all going to become surgeons where we're washing <laughs> our hands like crazy. Right. So... Also, I would add to that is if you take vitamins, keep taking your vitamins. If you don't take vitamins, maybe now's a good time to start because they're, they're essential to get what your body needs mm -hmm. so that your immune system can maintain fightability. Yeah. Right? Oh, man, I'm on top of my emergency. I'm drinking that stuff all the time. <laughs> right. We've seen this come up a few times within our community and our, our friend circle where one partner, maybe they're nesting, maybe they're not, but one partner's just not quite as concerned um, as the other one. Or maybe there's an extremely concerned partner and one who's taking it pretty serious, but not to the extreme. Right, right. What do we do in those situations when people aren't on the same page? Well, and I think that you and I, to some degree, have experienced a little bit of this. Yeah. Where I, while I see it as a serious thing, there's a lot of factors that I pay attention to to make sure that I'm just out of reach. Of the, I, mean, I mean, like, if I don't turn it into a big deal psychologically, I'm not going to obsess over it. Right. And then I'm going to do my normal thing maybe do a couple extra hand washings, you know, or whatever, but I'm good. I'm like, you know, it's all right. We're just going to do what we need to do. And whatever happens, happens. Whereas you, on the other hand, you are paying a lot more attention to what's going on and where the cases are. And I've noticed that you're being a lot more mindful about what kind of sickness or potential sickness gets introduced into your life. Right. You know, you want to, you want to sanitize more and you want to, you know, do all these things. I want to take the extra steps. One, because I tend to get sick really easily in mm -hmm. general. And, and I don't. And you don't. I also have, you know, family members who I can't come in contact with right now because they're very compromised. And I kind of don't. Right. And in general, I'm a more anxious person. Right. So, I mean, I'm not crazy out there doing the, the prepper panic buying. We, don't, we didn't go buy all the toilet paper. We probably still need to do some grocery shopping for normal groceries, and we're afraid to go to the store. <laughs> I'm not. I'll do it. Oh, no. But, I mean, I'm definitely a bit more aware, and I want to cut down on anybody coming into the house. And Whereas you're like, okay, but, like, 
we're good. They just need to wash their hands and keep a distance. Right. I mean, on St. Patrick's Day, my kids were coming over. I don't care right. if we die in the same house. <laughs> we're going to hang out together. Right. Because St. Patrick's Day has always been a thing in my family. And we didn't have a big party. We just had your kids over. And then there was that moment before they came over where you actually started getting really concerned. Like, is this a good idea? Should we Should we maybe just tell them to cancel? And I'm like, no, we're not canceling patties for nothing. <laughs> and in my mind, that wasn't even an extreme case. I don't think that we're running in extremes in this. And there are people who take a lot of precautions. And that's not a bad thing. Take all the precautions that right. you feel like you need to take. That's important. Well, I think, in general, if you just reflect on your personal boundaries, and if you want to hear more about that, we did talk about personal boundaries in episode 27. We did. So if you reflect on your boundaries, keep cool. Remember, you can't control another person's behaviors, actions, and choices, but you can enforce your own boundaries. If a partner doesn't want to take the risk seriously, that's fine. But maybe you tell them you aren't open to physical touch right now, or that you will be wiping down the apartment with disinfectant every morning or evening. Make it known that you don't want outsiders in the house right now. If they're going to come over, put yourself in your room until... Your partner wipes down the living room. Or like when I was talking about being a little nervous about your kids coming over, you even said, like, what can we do? Do you do you want to not be involved in this? Like, what will make you more comfortable? And I was like, no, I want to be involved. I'm just not going to hug anyone. Uh-huh. And I'm going to make sure I'm washing my hands. And so I made sure my personal bubble was still good. Well, and I, I tend to try to think of this in forms of the way that we think about and talk about sexually transmitted infections right is that it's your body and your life and your environment and having the discussions necessary to see what kind of contact your partners had with potential risks in this case the coronavirus Mm -hmm. how that would affect your relationship or the amount of time that you spend together or the proximity of that space that you're spending right if your partner works with the public and you're not comfortable with the level of interaction that they've had that's okay and it's okay to talk to them about that and that's you respecting your boundaries and hopefully your partner will do the same thing definitely so you mentioned a few minutes ago about being anxious Mm. having that anxiety we're at a point in our culture, it is causing quite a bit of concern for a lot of people. You know, whether it's the risk of infection or the fact that you just lost your job because they can't keep the doors open. I mean, there are a lot of variables here that might cause some anxiety, some depression, some panic, some worry. Right. And we wouldn't feel right talking about all of this stuff if we didn't also provide some way to give you outreach. If you need help of any kind, it's important to find that help. Absolutely. And there are a lot of people right now in our world who feel scared and isolated, lonely, stressed, anxious, all that stuff. Make sure, please make sure you're getting the mental health help you need. Even if right now that just consists of those daily video calls with a friend. 
or checking on your parents every day to make sure that they're doing okay and they have what they need, you know? Be that outreach for someone else who might need it right. if you're not feeling that. I even tried to offer my mom the other day. I was like, I'll video call with you while you're doing your Sudoku puzzles outside. <laughs> like, I'll make you feel like, you know, I'm there playing with you. Right. And that's a big deal. I've actually reached out to a number of my friends, seeing if they need anything. We have one friend that's almost two hours away. I told her if she needs something, I will drive out there and I will get the stuff she needs and I'll drop it on her doorstep. Yeah. Like, right now is a time where we, if we can afford to come together or if we can f afford to help each other, we should. And it doesn't even have to be financially. It could be just mental support or emotional mm -hmm. support, you know. Show up at someone's house and mow their yard if they're really afraid to go outside. Wash the outside of their windows. Come wash out the outside of our windows. <laughs> also, the kids who are home from school. There are programs all over the place where they can get, like, their lunches and their breakfast that they were normally getting at school. But now the school's not open, they're not getting those meals as well or as freely. Right. And so I know in the Vancouver and the Portland area, the school buses are still running their routes. So like in the morning when they would normally pick up the kids, they've got a bunch of breakfast stuff on board. So if the kids just go to their normal bus stop, they can get their breakfast. Oh, they're actually and, doing that? Yes. That's super cool. And in the afternoon when they would be dropping off the kid, the kid and the parent can go to the bus stop and get their lunch. Huh. I had no idea about that. I, mean, like, I don't know I knew... what districts or anything specific, but I know there are, that's happening. Right. I know that there are some schools all over the country, at least, that are keeping their cafeterias open and the kids can come and get mm -hmm. food or that sort of thing. Yeah. So that whole bus route thing, that's really Well, and cool. that keeps the bus drivers employed, but also safe. Yeah. Also, for you parents who are suddenly homeschooling, there are a ton of online resources right now that are available to help you keep them entertained and learning. There's so many companies out there that are providing like e-courses mm -hmm. for children and adults, honestly, yeah. because I was just talking to a guy I work with and we, through our company, do a lot of LinkedIn learning mm -hmm. stuff. And LinkedIn learning, if you go there and if you're set up for it, there are courses for all sorts of things, whether it's, you know, IT work or mechanical aptitude stuff. I mean, they're, they're there to teach you. Right. And right now, at least from what I've seen, it's all free. LinkedIn might be free because of my job. Yeah. But I'm not sure. That's something to look into. There are lots of them. I can't think of the names off the top of my head. But I do know there are also places like NASA that are doing fun, free teachings you can also, man, I wish I had all these. I'm seeing them all on Facebook. I'm sure everyone else is as well. You can do tours of stuff like um, museums, yeah. virtual museum tours. There's a ton of stuff out there right now. Well, and I think what we could do is share some of these links on our Facebook page. Yeah. And just start pushing that knowledge and that information yeah, out. Yeah, I'll definitely do that because I know I've seen a bunch of them on Facebook. Yeah. And of course, if you're struggling with the anxiety and the depression or the panic or all of these things where you feel like your life is in shambles, please reach out to a professional. If you need to talk to somebody and you would feel better getting professional help, do that. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't think you need it, but you want to give it a shot, it's worth a try.
You mentioned those two online. Yeah, Talkspace and BetterHelp. Right. And then there are also, you know, the, a lot of the offices are going to be closed, but they will do teleconferencing mm -hmm. or that sort of thing. You can have sessions online, and in that way you're also not having to come into face-to-face -face contact with someone who sees people on a regular basis. Definitely. All right, well, give me something good. What do you got? What do you got that's good that's going on in your world, in your life right now? Sprinkle some joy on me. Well, I try to look at a lot of this from a positive perspective. Mm -hmm. I know that we just got done talking about a lot of heavy stuff. So I want to kind of turn a little bit of that around. Okay. I, and I think that's why you're asking this yeah. question. So I think we're on the same page. Cheers. Bam. A little slappy slappy make daddy happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so one of the things that's my good is... As much as I'm going to miss the overtime that I was making yeah. because my hours have been cut, it has afforded me some personal time to do whatever the hell I want, which means I get home hours earlier than normal, get to do some work around the house like we talked about. We got to watch Resident Evil the other day. Yeah. You know, we get to spend a little bit more quality time together. I get to spend more quality time with the pets and talk to the kids. And, you know, it even frees me up in theory to talk to some of the people I talk to on a normal basis, even if it is just online. Right. But you're not busy working. Now you can actually focus on a text conversation. Yeah. That's one of the positives that I try to look at when I'm looking at this situation. Yeah. I've got one. Okay. What? For me, it's everybody who's been listening for a while knows I'm on a bit of a health journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to be able to come home from work and do some sort of exercise or activity outside. Maybe uh, go for my couch to 5K run in the afternoon when it's sunshine. It's not hot right now, so it's mm -hmm. just beautiful out. Get in that happy outside time and have a really have a healthy lunch at home without having to spend money on food at work without having to rush to pack something unhealthy, I can come home and make something healthy. Yeah. So the positive side for me is my health journey. Okay. that And that's an essential thing to look at in a time like this, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Another positive that I've got is talking about that free time. That's where a lot of this is going to come in, is all that free time I'm getting all of a sudden. I have been humoring the idea of drawing again. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't told you about oh. this. I've got this cute little plan. I shouldn't reveal it now because no, if I don't, don't follow through with it, then, well, I'll tell you later. Okay. No, I'll tell you now. <laughs> so if my drawing goes well enough and mm -hmm. I can get back into the swing of things and, and if I can carve out that little bit of time to do a little drawing, an hour a day or whatever, yeah. I want to create a poly comic strip. Oh that we can share on our Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. I have some fun ideas for it, and I would love to do some comic stripping. Yeah. And I've never I've never really done that. I used to do entire comic books, and I'd have all these serious characters and stuff, and I've got this whole other thing I've got in my head that I really just want to get out there. You should. I think you'd be really good at it. So I'm going to give that a shot. I think that'll be cute. Well, those positive notes... I think it's time for us to head out of here. Yeah, we've got more things to do with our time. We do. Yeah. But we wanted to check in. We know this is a 
weird time for us to be releasing this episode. With everything that's going on, and I know everyone's scary, we just wanted to touch base with everybody, and we'll be back for our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. It's times like this where it's important to reach out, like we've said, and try to support and help out where we can. And there's a lot of information and even a lot of misinformation going on right now. So we felt like it would be best to check in, see how you all are doing, and maybe provide some help in these trying times in, in a way that we could yeah. for you. And if you want to tell us anything good, bad, neutral, anything about your experience right now with the crazy times we're in, shoot us an email at podcast at ilovepoly.org. And you could also share those on the posts that relate to this episode, like on our Facebook and our Instagram and stuff, too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we've got to go so we can get those up so we could further these discussions on another platform. Yeah. And uh, we've got some data burn. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right, and you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Pollyam fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. And uh, that's all, folks. (laughs) That's all, folks.